Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. Welcome to Christmas at Parallel. And welcome to all of you that are joining us online as well, wherever you're watching from. Merry Christmas to all of you. I'm going to begin by reading the Christmas story in Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 8. It says this, In the same region there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of heaven hosts, Praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. And they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. And when they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. If you're like me, um, you've, that's not the first time you've heard that. For me, I've probably heard that at least 49 times. 49 Christmases as my dad would read that passage in particular every single Christmas before we open gifts. And so when you hear something multiple, multiple times, and even if you haven't, you are probably familiar with that story of the shepherds, of, of the birth of Jesus, surrounding Jesus, and we hear it so often that sometimes we miss, and it becomes mystical almost, and we miss the potency of the details of the story. Like, for instance, why shepherds? Anybody ever wonder that? Like, why did the angels make the first announcement to shepherds? Like, why shepherds? Why interrupt their night? <laughs> like, why in particular did he choose shepherds? In order for us to fully grasp and understand that God doesn't do things by accident. Everything he does is on purpose, for a purpose. And the announcement to the shepherds was very, very, very much on purpose. It was not only the fulfilling of a prophecy, but it was an announcement to everyone. And in order for us to understand that announcement, you have to understand a little bit about Jewish history. It's believed that these shepherds, and we know these shepherds were out just outside of Bethlehem, but it's also believed by historians that these shepherds were in particular near, uh, or at specifically, Migdal Eder, which translated means the watchtower of the flock. That watchtower had a very specific purpose. It was in that watchtower that the Passover lambs were birthed. 
The Passover, I'll get to what that means in a moment. The Passover was an annual Jewish feast in which Passover lambs were sacrificed and they were very particular. It was a one-year-old lamb, had to be male, had to be without blemish, had, and ha was sacrificed on behalf of every family in Israel. So there were shepherds responsible specifically for the birthing of the Passover lambs. The tower, the Migdal Eder, the, the watchtower, was the tower when uh, a sheep, a ewe sheep was brought in just about to birth. They'd bring the, the sheep into the, the base of the tower and the birth would happen. The shepherds would help the birthing process. And when a new lamb was born, they would wrap that lamb in claws and lay that lamb in a manger full of hay to protect that lamb from any blemish, bruise, scar, because the lambs had to be perfect. So when the angel announces to the shepherds, and comes to the shepherds, it says, this will be a sign to you. This is the sign that you're gonna find a baby prepared just like in the same way that you prepare the Passover lamb. This is gonna be the sign. Who would understand that sign better? than the shepherds responsible for the birthing of the Passover lamb. And when the shepherds announced this to Mary and Joseph and, and those whom they could, would hear in Bethlehem, this is what Mary pondered in her heart. This is what amazed the people. They're like, is there something significant to this? Jewish people understood the Passover, and I'm going to read it for you in Exodus chapter 12. This is where the Passover began, the formation. This is why the Israelites celebrated this for centuries. Is this one event in Exodus 12, the children of Israel are still in Egypt, and it says, Now the Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month shall be the beginning of the months for you. It is to be the first month of the year to you. Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month, they are each one to take a lamb for themselves according to their father's household, a lamb for each household. Now if the household is too small for a lamb, then he and his neighbor nearest to his house are to take one according to the number of persons in them, according to what each man should eat, you are to divide the lamb. Your lamb shall be unblemished, a male, a year old, you shall make it from the you shall take it from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel is to kill it at twilight. Moreover, they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses in which they eat it, and they shall eat the flesh the same night, roasted with fire, and they shall eat it with unleavened bread and bitter herbs do not eat any of it raw or boiled at all with water but rather roasted with fire both its heads and its legs along with its entrails sorry for the graphic part but God is detailed <laughs> and you shall not leave any of it over until morning but whatever is left of it until morning you shall burn with fire now you shall eat in the same manner with your loins girded your sandals on your feet and your staff in your hand and you shall eat it in haste for it is the Lord's Passover. 
For I will go through the land of Egypt on that night and will strike down all the firstborn of the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgments, for I am the Lord. And in verse 13, it says this. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you live. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. So this is exactly what happened. The Israelites obeyed, and the angel of death came. They passed over, and the Israelites were saved, and they marched out of Egypt. We know that. And for centuries, thousands of years, the Israelites, every Jew, would celebrate the Passover year after year, commemorating that moment when God passed over, had mercy, and blessed them, saved them. And they would commemorate this. And every year, continuing to the time of Jesus and even a little bit beyond, they would have lambs, Passover lambs, and sacrifice these lambs to cover the sins of themselves and of their household. And then, and then, come on, the angels appear to the very shepherds responsible for, for the birth of those lambs and announced to them that there was a child born that would be treated. And the sign of that child and who that child is and the purpose of that child's birth would be the child prepared in the exact same way as the Passover lambs. This is what Mary pondered in her heart. What could this mean? What could this mean? This is what confounded all of the people in Bethlehem going, what could this mean? This is a significant sign. What could this mean? And that no one would know for sure until Jesus went to the cross and was sacrificed and his blood shed for you and for me. And when he rose again, Paul and the early church leaders would write this about Jesus. They, Paul said this in 1 Corinthians 5. He says, get rid of the old yeast so that you may have a new unleavened batch as you really are for, for what reason? For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. This is why we celebrate Christmas. Born, come on. Born that man no more may die. Sacrifice not just for some, but for all. That, and here's today's takeaway, that we celebrate Christmas because that was the night that salvation entered the world. That was the night, and, and Paul would go on to say, that Jesus became our sacrifice. Jesus took our place once, and what does it say? For some, no, it says for all. That, that when we celebrate Christmas, we're celebrating the birth of the Passover lamb who was sacrificed so that we might live forever, so that we might have the forgiveness of sins, so that when we paint our doorpost with his blood and say, I believe that, that, we, that the death angel can pass over us and we might have salvation. Isn't that good? 
God doesn't do anything without purpose. And I'm hoping that this Christmas, as you read the Christmas story again, maybe you put up, set up your nativity, that you'll think of the significance of even the shepherds and that impact on us. If you're here today and you don't yet have a relationship with Jesus, maybe you thought, I'm, I'm, I'm not good enough. Can I give you the good news and the bad news? The bad news is you're not good enough. The good news is none of us are. And the good news is he was sacrificed once and for all. And that all includes you. Even you, even me, born that man no more may die. All we need to do to paint the doors is to confess with our mouth that Jesus is God and believe in our heart that he rose again from the dead and we will be saved. We don't have to be good enough we don't have to get everything all cleaned up and be all perfect in order for God to accept us. We just need to confess with our mouth. He is who he said he is. That God himself came, the unblemished lamb, to take our place. So you've not prayed this prayer. I'm gonna pray it, lead you in a prayer, confess with your mouth. I encourage you to pray this with me. Everyone watching online, pray with me wherever you're watching from. Let's pray this together. Dear Jesus, I confess that you are God. And I believe that you rose again from the dead. And I ask you right now to become my God, my Lord and Savior, and my friend. Thank you for forgiving me of all my sins, for accepting me just as I am. I give my heart to you. In Jesus' name, amen.